All right, I'm Dorian Black. And this is Ari Hart. And I don't have a nickname, but I'm Brett. <laughs> we have a very, very special guest. It's been a pleasure watching this young man start out as an actor on just regular school plays to make mm-hmm. it on a big screen at Netflix, oh. Broadway. Yeah, oh. so Brett is one of our childhood friends. Mm-hmm. And he is currently on a Netflix show called On My Block, which is premiering for its second season at the end of this month. So that's very exciting. And Brett also has music out and Uh he does other acting things. So go ahead, Brett, just tell us. Um, So, (laughs) hi, hi, I'm Brett. Hi, Brett. Um, I am an actor. I'm on Netflix's show On My Block. I'm on Netflix's other show, Central Park 5, coming out at the end of May. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, I don't know what y'all want me to say. Like, I'm just... Nothing. Okay. Yeah, like, that's why. Um, I make music. I have an EP out on all platforms. Um, called? Called Easy Days. We just hit a million streams. Which is yes. Yes, because we remember when that came out. Yes. And Brett was August, really out here pushing it. And that was not long ago. That was not long ago. August yes. is not even... It's not even been a year since, since the first season of On My Block. Right. And, like, the EP came out, like, six months after On My Block. So it's, like... I feel like it's happening kind of fast. So how can you say last year is different from this year? Everything. Mm. Everything. Down to where you're living. living. Like, um, I think last year, if like last year today, the show hadn't even come out yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, I was a completely different, I was in a completely different space in like all of life. I had no music out, no show out, no like sort of plan or anything like that so right so what got you to the point where you like listen i'm ready to start pushing this i'm ready to get to i'll tell you the story it happened so crazy okay so i read this book in like february of last year called Mm -hmm. the alchemist oh my god it's my favorite book i'm about to get the tattoo of the like right the, the theme or whatever um but anyway, I read the book and it was all about like, you know, what you have or what you want is already right in front of you. Mm. You may go on this long journey just to realize that you have it all mm. along that you can use. Um, so I was working at this place called Movie Tavern. And shout out. I, shout out. <laughs> shout out. Um, but I remember just being so miserable, mm-hmm. just like working all the time. And then I was working on weekends. And then during the week, I was going straight to New York every day, like just right. pushing, trying to mm-hmm. auditioning and taking classes and dance and you know, going from couch to couch and friend to friend and just mm-hmm. trying to figure out what I was going to be doing. And then I booked this play that was supposed to happen in March. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't getting paid that much. It was a play in New York, so it wasn't, like, it wasn't life-changing. Like, I couldn't, like, end my job. and like you Right. Know, um, and it was only for a month. So I got that, and I was super happy. And then I auditioned for something else and got another play, but it from, like, May to June. So I'm like, okay, I have a job at Movie Tavern, I have a play for the month of March, and then I have all of April to figure out what I'm going to do, and then I have May to June, like, and I'm going to have another paycheck, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I have these three months in, like, random sporadic, like, how am I going to figure out how to piece all this money together in order to live my life? Right. So I just called my mom one day, and I was like, Mom, like, I am so ready to just, like, quit my job, and mm-hmm. I read the book, and, like, I really, like, I'm going to just start the play in March, quit and just I'm gonna figure out what to do the month of April and I'm gonna figure out what to do after June like I'm gonna figure it out as mm-hmm. it happens the day I quit I get a call from the director of the second play in May and June mm-hmm. and he's like hey I'm producing this TV show and I think you're great if you would like to be in it it ain't nothing but a word basically right. so I was like yes 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 right now so he's like okay great you have to leave the play that you're doing in March I said So uh, I ended up leaving that, which was great, though, because I loved them and they Mm -hmm. were very cool about me. I literally just broke it down to them like, look, I would never be able to forgive myself if if I didn't take this opportunity. And, you know, it's a lesson in humility because they loved me so much that they were they understood and they got somebody else to step in. And they were very supportive about the whole transition. Right. Um, So the the show was called Rise on NBC. Mm -hmm. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. So that was my first like. I was like an ensemble member in the like dance ensemble. Mm-hmm. And I was only in one episode, just the pilot. But um, we ended something. up getting picked up, and I remember having to go through this turmoil. The whole so we did rise the the month of March and the month of April, mm-hmm. and then and a little bit of the month of May. And it was great because it was my first TV show, so mm-hmm. they paid a lot. So I got all through those months, and With then their, June, like, uh, uh, the beginning of May, started the the other play that you know the director got me for the the rise right so um 
I remember we got picked up during the second play. It was like June, I was in the Hamptons for the play and Rise got picked up to go to series. So during um, that whole era where Rise is getting picked up, I'm in this musical in the Hamptons. I also get this audition from my agent. She's like, Brett, this is everything you've ever wanted. Like it's young kids, they're black and they're Hispanic and like the show is edgy and it's fun and it's called Untitled Project by Lauren Unerick. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, what's the character's name? And they were like, Jamal. I'm like, oh God. Here we go. Here we go. This sound like some like, I gotta be like, you know, the black the one. Yeah, the stereotype. Mm. So I read the script and it was the complete opposite. It was right. like this yeah, nerdy, the over the top. Like, I'm like, oh wow, this is something we haven't seen at least in a long time. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, And that's one thing I can appreciate about On My Block because especially with Jamal's character, it shows how diverse black people can be. Yeah, because like we're, we're, not, not, we're not all hood. Exactly. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not, everybody doesn't, and there are kids. I was a kid like Jamal. Exactly. It's funny because I grew up very much so with Taylor mm -hmm. and Ari actually. Mm -hmm. Ari knows because she did one of my videos <laughs> back in the day. We used to be that like, fucking YouTube. <laughs> what was, was that called? Nitro Dram. It was so Classic. funny. The we graphics had... on that is horrid. Oh, horrible. I think but I did it all by myself. You and did. I was so determined. It's and like, cute. We had a little show. And we was famous a little bit. Like, you were. In the tent, like all on all our blocks, like everybody wanted to be on the show. And like, you know. I was, was on cool. that one little episode. But I remember nothing It was else. wacky. And but, my yeah. name was Nitro. Exactly. And Devin's name was Michelangelo. And we went on these crazy adventures so like it reminded it me of how I acted right at a, 15 or 16 right. you know like I was like what crazy and neurotic like Jamal right. which I remember being the opposite yeah. of how the like cool guys yeah, was exactly. you know what I'm saying I wasn't like with the like the 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 cool guys in, in right. my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. so. But you know what's so funny? I think it just shows how creative kids are. Mm -hmm. Like, even with the little bit of resources that you had, you were still right. able to make create content. Right, right, and create. I was always creating, mm -hmm. even from a young age. I would be walking up the block singing. Singing. Like, we'd be like, oh, there goes Brett. We hear singing. <laughs> like, everything. So, it was crazy. So, anyway, um, I got the self-tape for that. So, I'm auditioning for that at the same time. And then literally the day the play ended in uh, the Hamptons, I drove home five hours from the Hamptons to my house, packed a bag, and my plane was that morning to go mm -hmm. to L.A. for the chemistry read for On My Block. I went to L.A., did the chemistry read. I was 100% positive I did not get it. Like, mm -hmm. I got to the chemistry read. They did not, like, use me a bunch. Like, they was pairing... The, when I got there, it was... Only one other character verse. So it was two Monses, it was two Rubies, it was two Caesars, and three Jamals. Right. So I'm like, well, damn. Uh, well, clearly we not doing something right. <laughs> so when I got there, it was this other guy, and he was just going in so much. Like, every time they paired up a Jamal, it was always him. It wasn't me. So I was like, dang, I didn't get this. So listen, at the end of the day, I don't know what happened. My mentor dropped me off. At right. The so I called him, and I was like, look, man, I don't think I got it. You got to come pick me up. Everybody left. They was going all down the elevators and everything. I was so embarrassed because I wasn't going in all day that I just stayed upstairs on the phone like, yeah, tell me when you get here. Like, <laughs> right. Just come down, whatever. So I'm standing by the elevator, and the casting lady runs outside, and she's like, Brett? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, thank God you didn't leave. Mm. We want to just see you one more time. We realized we didn't really, like, see you all day and like give you a chance to like I said Devon let me call you back Hung up. <laughs> I just like I was like boom I took my hat off and was like let's go so I went in there and I did every scene from all day and they loved everything so this casting director who I have knew called me I'm in the car on the way home I'm complaining to my mom right I'm like I ain't get it mom and they gonna call me I came all the way to LA to make a fool out of myself <laughs> and they called me in at the end of the day like and I hope it was enough to like you know, really sway the their girl. opinion. And it was three of us, not two. So right. it wasn't like they was just deciding between me and somebody else. Right. They was deciding between me, somebody else, That's and another person. person. So I'm like, it really could go anyway. So I get to the airport. I'm like basically crying. Aww. My mom is like, it's okay, Brett. Like, at least you went to L.A. At least you tried. At least you tried. Like, this is your first time, like, you know, getting this far with something. Like, you know, you have the other show rise, so it's okay. Like, so I'm just like, all right. So I get a call from the casting director. And he's like, hey, buddy, you're not going to get this part. But that Straight was up. incredible. He's like, you came in. You're not going to get this part. I know. <laughs> he was like, you came in and rewowed the room. And he was like, they're still talking about you. And just, so it was like one of the most incredible moments I've seen in casting where you just came back and completely just like, 
you know, could have changed their mind. So right. we'll see how it goes, but you know, it's not looking good, but just, I want you to know that I'm looking out for you and like anything I see, like I'm gonna definitely send your way. Right. So I'm like, thank you. Oh, <laughs> why the hell would you call I me and tell me that? So I get on a plane, go home for two weeks, Rise gets picked up. They're like, what do you want to do, Brett? What do you want to do? I'm like, I'm waiting to hear back from something, whatever. The 5th of July, the same casting director texts me a smiley face, just a smiley face. And I said, <gasps> Lord, what, the, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> then my agents called and I knew what was happening. I, it literally says CTG, and my agent answered. So why would like, he? So did he explain? I don't like, think he thought I was gonna get it. I okay, I literally think he was being honest. Like yeah. he really loved the fact that that happened, but he genuinely was like, I just don't know if it's gonna swing your way. Yeah. Right. And he didn't want to give me any false hope or anything. So, well, that was perfect. Get my hopes real down. Get my hopes real down. So then when and I got then, my agent called, and I was like, <gasps> like it took me so long to answer the phone, and then I answered the phone, and she was like. Hi, Brad. And I knew. I was just like, ah! And, and she then was like, I'm so proud of you. Like, da, 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 da. So what are you going to do about Rise? And I was like, uh, can I do both? And Rise was like, hell no. Like, you going to have to pick. And I was like, on my I block, here we go. Culture. I got to go hey. for, like, my people. So yeah. I went to on my block, and here we are. Now. Season I'm two. Glad yes. Whew. Yes. Yeah. Season two, or like the number one binge on Netflix. Okay, because like, no, it wasn't long enough. So it wasn't last season. Long. I was like, and yeah. that's why I love it because it's short and sweet. Mm -hmm. Like you can watch it really in one day you if really you're really can. that determined, or two days. Right. Um, and like they're thirty minute episodes, so like I hate the hour long episodes because if I gotta go somewhere you and I'm in the middle of one, I'm right. like, mm, I gotta stop and then restart it because I don't remember where I'm at all the okay. way. Right. But these are thirty minutes. If you gotta go somewhere, you can fit two in or three in or like. You know, mm -hmm. so it's good. And I think me, the, yeah. I turn straight into a crackhead. <laughs> binge watching. Don't talk me to me. Too. I'm watching this. Yeah, and I think this is just a good example of like when you want to get something done and there's going to be a ton of obstacles. Yeah. Mm. You can't you like stop. You have yourself. to keep going. You have to trust yourself. Right? You have to keep going. Because I've been through my own obstacles. Like I remember being in college and I'm saying, girl, you about to be here a fifth year. You don't got no money. Uh. And I'm crying on financial aid, calling my mom. And then I couldn't pass this damn test to go on. And I was just like, what the hell? I understand exactly what you mean because yes. for college, for me, I could, there was, it was just not a possibility. Yeah. Mm. Like, and I really wanted to go to Juilliard. I got a call back. Like, right. I got it. Like, I was like ready to go. And right. then it was like, okay, so it's $60,000 a year. And I said, you're like, ooh. Yeah. Right. I said, mom, all right, so we're going to get some loans. We couldn't even get nobody. We was out here running uh, social security card, uh, social security numbers through to see who credit was going to get me loans. Right. And it was just like, not even possible. Yeah. So right. I would remember just being so devastated. Like, damn, I can't even go mm. to college. Like, it's not like. My grades wasn't good enough, or it's but not like money. I didn't want to. It's right. literally like I did not even have the resources. But that might not have even really been your path and to go that way. And that's what I like to trust the people. Like, it's so easy to compare our journey. Right. Like, oh, this person got the next call, or this person mm -hmm. is in college and they seem to be paying for it just fine. But mm -hmm. maybe that's not your path, path to be taken. Right. And and we all have different paths, and mm -hmm. none of them are equal or greater. And that's why I tell my friends, like, don't worry about how long it takes. Right. Exactly. Like, don't worry about the time because what's for you is what's for. You. I mean, like Viola Davis' first breakout role, she was like, right, over forty. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's crazy because I remember her seeing in one of them Tyler Perry movies. Okay, she been in the, she, from the bottom. She was, my, <laughs> she was my good sis in uh, what was that movie? The, uh, I can do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, was. I've got nothing for you either, sucker. I said. <laughs> Richard Dot Trash. She was, she was the mother. So yeah. like she's she been really did. And she was so older. Long, you know, grinding mm -hmm. at But it look where she at now and on the boom. most popular shows. She has her right. own production company with her mm -hmm. husband. Like it's their company. They're producing content. Sorry. It's, that they want to see. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I anything. It's all about taking control of your fate. It's about taking mm -hmm. control. It was the moment I quit my job. Yep. It was the moment I said That's I should take this leap. It was but you know what? Again, it was the plan too, because I had Four thousand dollars saved in my savings account. Right. When I quit. Like I had, I had. You some had some sort of, you know. I knew I was going to do it, but right. I didn't leave myself dry. I didn't just say, F my "Yeah, job. like right. I'm gonna just go." Like you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think that's the important part, right? Like, okay, yeah, like sometimes you got to take these risks, but you also need to have a plan, like a loose plan. It's just like in the but Bible, but be willing to take where a they risk. Say prayer without works is dead. Mm. Like right. you can want it, you can believe in it, you can know it. But you have to put the steps together. Yeah. Exactly. You have to like put the process together. It's hard. It is yeah. very hard. Hard to it's do. Hard. And it's not hard in the sense that it's like, 
like back breaking it's hard right. in the sense that you have to it's discipline like you have to make yourself do it like right Ari helped me push my single yeah it's not that, that was fun though it's fun but it's not it's that a it's, lot of words it's not that it's hard where like you're lifting and you're like mm-hmm. crying every yes. day but it's like you have to make those calls and you have to send those messages on instagram you have to find those 25 people and send them all yes. the same message and figure out who which two of them first of all y'all i was breast assistant <laughs> briefly and it was fun as hell but i was like whoa just imagine like if i did this like on some full-time shit yeah. like yeah that'd be crazy be crazy Yes. And then it's crazy Especially because, as you continue to climb, then your expectations for everybody who's working with you and right, in your space right, is gonna right, climb as right, well. Right. So it was a good partnership though because it was. <laughs> Ari would do the groundwork to get to whatever opportunity, and then it would be like, okay, Brett, it's your turn. Like right. we're at the club with this DJ now. You get your song played. Like you know what I'm yes. saying? So, and it was funny because I'm teaching, and then I'm trying to be Brett's assistant. Right. You know what right, I mean? So it was right. it was fun. Right. I still be getting the email. Right. Yeah, so, so I mean, it's just like. Doing the tedious work, right. the, sending the messages, getting up every day. Once you get a bite, going to the events, mm-hmm. doing right. this stuff, meeting the people, keeping in touch with the people, yeah. keeping in contact with the people. Right. And even when it's looking like, uh, what's it going to pick up? Because like me and Dorian with this podcast, mm-hmm. we can say, oh, we only got 100 followers right. on uh, Instagram. When is it going to pick up? But right. you have to put in lots of work and lots of time. And consistency. Yeah. And you know what's the, the funniest part about stuff like podcasts and the funniest part about stuff like music and mm-hmm. acting is like, part of the work is the catalog mm. like sometimes you might see an artist and you be like oh i like this song right and you go click and they only got three songs out you forget about them mm. not because you don't want to or you don't like them but they don't have enough content you don't follow them because they got three songs you don't subscribe to their youtube because they only got three videos Mm -hmm. you know what that's a good point if i get to a podcast and i'm like oh this podcast was a banger and then i go and i see one goddamn episode one and it's and then i'm like wait a minute this person told me and it's 30 different topics for me to i'm like let me subscribe let me follow them because there's so much content and then the next one you're hyped about you know what i'm saying like oh they coming out yeah everyone gets a turn but you have to wait your turn. Yeah, you know that's true. Saying? And when it's your turn, you're going to know. Because mm-hmm. so much stuff is going to start happening. Y'all going to be getting calls from people to come publicist. Like, yes. can we get people on your podcast? Come yes, on. y'all can. Come on down. Come but on down. It's, it's crazy because what I've been learning is that <laughs> all these people that have these platforms and magazines right. and like stuff are no different. Like, right. they're, like, the magazine we were just talking about. Right. They're, earlier. like, 23-year-old black women who, right. like, went to school for, like, PR and, and communications and stuff that mm-hmm. started their own platforms, and right. now they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. they're no different than what anything anybody could do. You get to these rooms and these meetings mm-hmm. with these people who are, like, gatekeepers. But you realize. And they don't yeah. be no smarter, no more creative, right. no more and that's the thing, responsible. Even, like, yeah, because even when I'm, like, doing researches for our podcast, I'm, like, I'll go on some people's pages that have thousands of all. I'm, like, okay, you're a little bit all over the place. <laughs> but I kind of can see, like, it clearly is something that about your, and it's also a personality right. that is bringing those people in. Even with teaching, right? right? Some of the older teachers, I'm, like, uh you're not doing you're not any more special than i am it's just you were in the game pushing it a lot longer than i was so right. eventually with the work i'll get to that space as well right i think oh, when you like especially with music podcasting when you have a competitive market oh, even yes. when you have to get to a certain people who are in charge of your career right. it's all about taking hold of it and just making a, peer, a path for yourself mm-hmm. because most of the successful people that i know are people who just did on our own started right. with the groundwork like right. listen we about to start this nonprofit organization right. boom and right. we're networking with people that they know are on the same type of right. path because if you waited for the higher-ups to put you in a position you want right. to be you'll die you'll die not fulfilling you'll die. Your, your needs and you know what it should be that way right imagine if everything we wanted we got as soon as we thought about it exactly imagine if you start a podcast and be become very... the most viral thing ever like you might not even be ready mm-hmm. you might not right. learn the best way to make a video the best way to record sound the best laptop to have to hold all your videos and exactly. the best locations yeah. to film stuff like you might not be ready yet you want to build mm-hmm. you don't want to just go jump viral in. and jump into it you want to get those fans right. that are die hard that was with you from the beginning that feel like they know you you right. want to 
And that's with anything. Right. That's with anything. Even like as a doctor right. or a hairdresser. Like you don't want those. You don't want to just do a hairstyle and blow up on Instagram and have fifty people come to you one week and then when that right. trend is over, you're not a hairstylist anymore. That's very like, true. You want the girls who you know you do the best weave in Philly. No <laughs> matter what, they're gonna tell their friends. Don't front the whole point. People. Right. Like, they're gonna share your stuff because right. they want it. Like because they like it, they bang with it. They like it, they bang with it. Like you want, you want to, you want to build right. that client base, that fan base that whatever base because that's how you keep people coming back right that's how you keep growing that's yeah. how you keep active you know and another thing like even when you're in the process of building your own brand like i look at the situation where jordan was how people were attacking her yeah you're gonna get that yeah and I think, oh of course people the world attacks you yeah. have to sign up for and i think you know sometimes we're emotional creatures so we get yeah. caught up on what the things people say and how they yeah. treat us but you just have to realize look I'm here for a purpose. I need to continue on with my goal, continue on with my story. And you can't allow other people's opinions to And that's why I think it's so great that we're talking about this Mm -hmm. too. What what other people think about you. Mm -hmm. And the quicker you learn that it doesn't fucking matter. Right. The the more like when you learn that nobody else matters, nobody's opinion that doesn't serve you matters, your whole life is different right like your whole everything you do from the moment of like i always used to think like even like with my instagram and stuff mm-hmm. like i have to portray myself as this like right calm, cool collected like suave mm-hmm. debonair like chill and more like you know right i mean you kind of are i mean a little <laughs> bit sometimes sometimes right. but i'm also, also loud right. yeah. i'm also funny i also can be hyper right. and ratchet mm-hmm. and a little feminine like mm-hmm. i can i can be all of these things and right. still be myself and like you know you post these videos and you're afraid right. of That's what true. people are gonna say. Oh, you're Just you're, you're too loud. Right. You're soft. Or you you get on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Or like, where's all this energy? Brett, sit down. Right. But like That's you me. realize that like everybody's gonna say something anyway. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna and now I feel like even with my Instagram, like I don't have to hide anything. If I right. see something that's funny, I'm ah, gonna post it. If I feel some type of way, I can post it. If right. I like my outfit i don't care if y'all like my outfit unfollow me because there are 30 other people that like my outfit and those are the people that i want to bring with me do you know what i'm saying i wouldn't want those people in my spaces anyway Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah so and just like jordan woods people act like they don't got dirt i have lied i have lied to make friends right i have lied to make myself feel better Mm -hmm. i have lied and then met the person that I lied about in front of the people that I lied to them about and had to figure out how I was going to... Because I told them I knew your ass. Yeah, how I was going to try to, like, adjust this situation. Like, right. everybody has right. done everybody right. has done stuff. And the quicker you realize that you are no better, you are no different. Mm-hmm. I've done it. You've done it. You've done it. Jordan right. Woods has done it. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Jordan Woods is rich. Ain't mm-hmm. gonna live her life. Okay. And in three days, when something about R. Kelly come out, we gonna forget what Jordan Woods may or may not have done. And like, she, everybody's gonna be fine. First like, of all, to the people who keep bailing R. Kelly out, I have student loans. Can you buy girl? Buy girl. girl. Listen, y'all wanna pay for R. Kelly to get out of jail? Pay for my student loans. Like, oh my goodness. Now, why do y'all wanna pay for R. Kelly to get out of jail? I understand if you like him and you don't want to stop playing the music. The music's out. Right. He's not making no more. Right, but, but you, as far you as... You sit down and listen right. to the music, but why he got to be out? Right, he needs why? to be away. Yeah. And you need to come to terms with what he has done. Right. But, y'all, we're going to just slide into my segment of mm-hmm. Matters of the Heart real quick. Yes, okay. Hey guys, I'm here with my segment of the show, Matters of the Heart. And the movie that I want to talk about today is called Freedom Rider. So this is an oldie but a goodie. And the plot of this movie is a white teacher who is employed in a Los Angeles school and she has students who don't really care for her and who are not motivated and are, you know, pretty much products of their environment. And she invests in her students. She pushes them to reach their goals and to get out of their environments and to do better. And she also pushes herself, no matter what the people around her say, to get her students to the level in which she wants them to be at. And I think for me, I can really relate because I am a teacher. Um, But also, I just think this movie is a great movie for anyone with goals and who are who's trying to get to another level and come across obstacles because you have to remember like, yeah, it might look hard right now, but in the end result, it's worth it. And I think Brett 
was a good example of that, right? Like Brett started not really knowing what to do, not knowing if acting was made the most sense because it is a very hard field to get into, but he put in the hard work and effort and he got to where he wanted. And that kind of just reminded me of this movie and me as a teacher, because like I come to work and sometimes I feel defeated as well, but I just remind myself like I'm here for the kids. And this is what I decided I wanted to do with my life. And it's gonna have obstacles. Whether you love what you're doing or not, you're always gonna have obstacles and you just have to push through them and continue to critique yourself, continue to take feedback and continue to do what you need to do regardless of what the people around you are saying. So once again, I think everybody, if you haven't already seen Freedom Riders, I mean, it's an old movie, so most people have, but I think it's something that is definitely worth revisiting. So with that being said, guys, we're gonna have, hop right back into our discussion. Okay, so we're back here with Brett Gray, the one and only, Mr. Jamal. So I know you're getting ready to do something else on Netflix. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What's key? Give it a little yes, bit of details. it's called Central Park Five. It comes out at the end of May, mm-hmm. and it's. I feel like I'm so lucky to be have been a part of so many of these stories that are like poignant and you know just like enlightening for like my community. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, in 1989, there was a case where right. a woman was raped in Central Park, mm-hmm. and uh, these five children who were in the park with their friends, um, you know, hanging out and being kids, mm-hmm. um, were accused of raping. Was her. she a white woman? She was a yeah. white woman. And How'd I know that, yo? There was this uh, nationwide, almost, mm-hmm. like, condemnation and of these children. President like, even Trump President Trump. was, like, He paid for a, pull, a full-page ad in the New York Times, mm-hmm. like, to, saying that these guys did it. To ruin right. their character. To ruin their character. And they found out that it wasn't them. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's the story of those five children. I'm not one of the five, but um, I'm the friends of one of the five. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you know. Something like something like, but yeah. oh my god, you're still a part of that, so really great. Yeah. too much anyway. Right. Um, but just, I'm just so lucky to be part of it. And Ava DuVernay was the director. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's she, my girl because she does my show, Queen Sugar. Oh, yes, and with she my is, husband Kofi, she um, is a force mm-hmm. to, be, right to be around and not in a there's no negative way, like, right? At all, like even when she's being direct. It's it's fair and it's firm and it's because the vision in her head is something you cannot see. Right. You know, it's but it's once incredible it comes to, to watch her work. Right. So incredible to watch her work. And the freedom that she allows. Mm-hmm. You know, freedom contained. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? She's a I feel like the true director. Right. Yeah. It's amazing to see her come a long way. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. And exactly. And just, everybody just come every a long way. Every project is bigger yeah. and, and bigger and, and better. Even, even if it's not bigger in size or budget it's mm. bigger in idea idea it's bigger in the in the the onslaught yeah. it's big it's like right. she she is like a crusader for like change and 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 diversity and just i right. think what did it for me with her was a wrinkle in time oh my god i think just the i haven't the seen that theme, oh, you need the to see graphics it. you need to see it. like that's when i was like wow she really stepped it up next level yeah. type time and she's the first black woman to ever have handled a budget like that and that's you know, amazing just, i mean wow it's crazy that we still have a first black <laughs> anything but that's still amazing yeah. but it's just like wow yeah. it just blows you to think that there's still people that haven't as colored people to yeah. achieve certain things yet yeah. it's the first time for everything yeah, yeah. and, and it, I think that kind of brings us into like a second and a third and a fourth <laughs> and a fifth well, exactly. and it leads for other people to exactly. push exactly. and not only do great things as that person but even better even better yeah. things, you know what I'm saying so and I think that kind of brings us to like not giving a fuck back to what you were saying before about uh, well, people what people think. say yeah. and think. I think yeah. that's so important. And it's so hard not to care, but it's and important you know for your health. It really is hard not to care, but I think it's, like there's this thing that happens in everybody's life that mm-hmm. forces them to not yeah. care. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like something happens to everyone at least one time where they're just like, you know what? I had enough. I had enough. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't Walk care away. anymore. Even right. like you were talking about Jordan Woods. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like now she's like, look, I told my side of the story. Right, that's it. I it is my what truth. It is. And it is what it is. And whoever say whatever, she literally just posted, like, right. grateful. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just like, you get to a point where you're just yeah. like, I, you get enough. I'm enough and I don't want to hear. And usually it happens later in life. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've always told my like older friends, like, I can't wait to be 30. Wow. 
Because like, I feel like when you're 30, yeah. like, you know exactly what you don't want. I feel like all my 30-year-old friends be like, I am not going out with y'all tonight. <laughs> Goodbye. Like, And I'm like, oh, you pouring. But really, like, now I be like, it's because they really care about their mental health. Okay. And they really and they want their the work sleep. And they put their work in. Yeah, to be like, like, because I think a lot of people our age just think, oh, you know, when I hit this age... This, these things are just magically going to be no, there. No, no, no. But that's it's really not the case. Over. Your whole 20s, mm-hmm. you're like, right. you know, people pleasing. And then you get to a point where you're just like, mm-hmm. I'm staying in tonight, guys. Yeah. <laughs> have fun. You, you have know? to start considering a lot of things. Right. Um, yeah. And, I mean, of course, opinions are important to an extent. Like, if it's someone, like you said, well, friend, your circle. People, people right. you trust. And people right, who people you trust. And, that's and who are in that circle right? and that's the first part of not giving a fuck what people think is mm-hmm. learning who you respect's opinion right right you know what i'm saying whose opinions you think matter to you yeah you know what i'm saying on another podcast i listened to shakira white on carefree black diaries she mm-hmm. was talking about how um i think she made a project in college and her white professor was trying to give her some criticism she's like i hear what you're saying but <laughs> your opinion isn't really holding weight because you're a white woman and it's so important to say and, no matter the grade right I, just I, like I, with I, podcasting or acting right i'm gonna respect what you're saying but are but, you in this realm no no exactly now if joe button came to me like hey y'all so i still wouldn't i think i would consider some of his no. as far as <laughs> podcasting not his opinions about life but as far as the work and podcasting that's completely different right because he d- does this shit right. like now as far as like what he thinks is his own personal life choices I and that's with any, right any but culture when, when we're talking about business and like you being at a certain uh, level right. whether i like maybe fuck with you on a personal level or not you probably do got a lot of shit to say as far as like the work part of right. the situation goes right you know what I mean? Because I think there's a lot of people out here you can look at like, oh, I'm not really a fan of their personality, but do that nigga know what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Do that bitch know what she's doing? Right. They do. Like, I think the person I would more so say is Wendy Williams. Like, everybody hates her, but she... Really? A lot of people uh, don't like Wendy Williams, okay. but, like, because I see, like, a lot of the celebrities, because that's her job to talk right, about right, them. Right. And they don't really like her, but I love her. Like, she's been running the TV daytime show for a long time. Yeah. Ten years. Like, yeah. and before strong. She had the radio exactly and she had the radio and she just was able to migrate to bigger and better things right. and i love it like right. and but i, I think and she's a good example too of i don't really maybe necessarily being with her personality but her work ethic and her pitting in the work and knowing how to get there mm-hmm. i could still get some pointers mm-hmm. and i think you have to sometimes and you're not going to respect separate. you're not going to like everybody's opinion exactly and everybody's thoughts which is fine like right. even with music I, sometimes i give myself so much social anxiety like is everybody gonna like this is everybody gonna like this and it's like yeah. if they don't make they what don't. you like mm-hmm. and then you share it with taylor i'm right. sorry <laughs> make what you like and you share it with dory right. or you right. share it with ari or, and you say you know because i respect your opinion right i respect your opinion right. i think i care about what you think and i care mm-hmm. about what you think and also it's not a one-stop shop right i might care about what you think about music i don't care what you think about sex right you know what i'm saying you right. can discern that's true that's which true opinions you're exactly. gonna take from each people like my mom mm-hmm. anything she wants to tell me about life mm-hmm. anything she wants to tell me about you know just motivation or mm-hmm. situations that I might not have been in before. Right. I, I really take what she says and I really listen. When my mom wants to tell me about my clothes. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's important not, to have that ability. You know, it ha- you have to have the ability, ability to, to be like, okay, to take what you need. What you and, need. And what else you and don't even need from people that you right. might not necessarily. Yeah. I do respect my mom's opinion about clothes though. Right. But. I, don't I love, really I love your mom. mom. I don't she really be giving the tea. She my just keeps telling me I dress like a hoe, and I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Which in, in our day and age, a hoe can mean anything. Right. Like, That's true. to it, an older generation. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, you were definitely a freak me, babe. <laughs> like, so. They, they love to forget about this. Yes! <laughs> and wouldn't you? They love to and forget about this. I think parents get a bad rep. I think parents get a bad rep because imagine actually having going through and knowing exactly how a situation is about to turn out right. and nobody is listening to what you're saying just because but, they feel like you're not there right now. Mm-hmm. But it's only thing my people mom have to learn me. it on their own. People right. have to learn it on their own. But also as a parent, like, and I see my daughter and she messing with this, uh-huh. like, ain't shit ass, like, and I know how it's going to turn out, and I don't want it to turn like that. And I got to sit there and watch it turn out the way I said it was right. going to. Right, especially for your child. Especially for my child, who I've always wanted to I hold made for. You. I, like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
I don't want you with him because it's gonna end up like this. And then you gotta come home and see you cry. And then you cry right. and can't even feel like you talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Like people don't cry to their parents and tell them, oh my God, I messed up. And like, I'm so mad. I do. I mean, well. I'll be right on my mom. <laughs> And my mom be right at my neck. <laughs> like that's what you get. It's like no. No, my mom stopped doing it because I told her like that is one thing that will get me to not say nothing to you about is what I'm going through. You talking you about so. that? I told you so stuff. Just say it in your head and make me, feel better. make me feel we better. We both know you told me. So like, why we gotta <laughs> say it? You told me that I should have stopped. You told me that wasn't a good idea. But but again, it's another thing where like. We, I'm we naturally yeah. have the ability to discern because when our parents tell us not to do something, we don't care. Right. But for some reason, if we see a comment on Instagram, we're like, <gasps> what I think because our me? peers. Yeah. Like when you think about your parents, I'm like, like older. Who are our peers? Like I, just, I guess people our age, yeah. people who can relate a little bit more. But than not our like saying who are they. The only people saying, I, who are they to, to matter? Us. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I think only my friends I take very it, seriously. Yeah. I don't take like. Social media posts like if yeah. Taylor, I mean Dorian or Brett or Tony would tell me something, I would take that a lot more into consideration than some random ass person on right. social See, media. I'm a cancer, so I get defensive and I'm very sensitive. So as soon as I say, um, I don't like your shirt, I want to fight. I'm like, no, you're gonna like my shirt. Yeah, I you? Yeah, tell me, tell me, real hype. It's so beautiful when you can say like, right, I like my shirt. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. And it's okay. Next, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. I love this shirt, and right. I'm gonna wear it, and I'm gonna do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And you saying that to me is going to do what for me? Right. I'm you know what I'm saying? Progress, of course. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm saying, and we got the signs. Like, right. I'm a Leo, so I'm already naturally. Leo, like, I don't care what right. you think. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, people got something against us, Leos. I think it's just because we're so. Well, you know what, y'all, Leo. Leos, I feel like, get so much bad rep because everybody yeah. knows a Leo as, like, the cocky, like, you know. Right. But, like, there, it is okay to naturally be a center of attention. And, and like Amanda still says, not, it's okay to have a healthy dose of narcissism. A healthy dose. A healthy dose. Yeah. On a scale from 1 to 10, like, a 3, well, 4. Well, everybody needs a healthy dose of narcissism. And everybody should. will always be, be in this state right. of crippling. Like, even like, us, thinking that people won't listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. it's a little doses of narcissism. Narcissism, like, yeah. Like, hey, who, why do, I, why do people thinking? care about my opinion? Right. Like, do you know what I'm saying? But who cares? I'm going to share it because right. I have something to say. You know and I think people knock Leo's too because, like, we kind of just be like, okay, what are you saying? Like, <laughs> I know what I'm saying. I, I, lo- I love I feel Leos. like I'm broken as a Leo. Like, I feel like I don't have any of the, like, more confident traits that a Leo's You think have. so? Yeah, I'm not, I like... I mean, I'm confident, but I feel like I'm not, like... Like, the... Yeah, okay. shit. Like, look at me and yummy and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't like, do that either, but I think... I'm definitely probably more aggressive than yeah. you are. So. Yeah, I'm, think, I'm yeah. not aggressive as a person. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, I love Leos because y'all are the funnest people to be around, Thank but y'all you. are so controlling and it's so annoying. I mean, like, see, that's all of my like, friends who like are Leos, I'm like, I need I a break. I feel like I try you. not to be, I don't know if I try not to be, <laughs> but, but I feel like I'm not that controlling. Like, I feel like I'm like, take the remote because I don't want to pick the TV show because there's a lot of pressure. Like, my one friend, he's a Leo and he's so controlling. I'm like, listen. I need a break from you, like, <laughs> mentally, like, please, take a step back. Yes. Like, no, I need you to, ah. Yeah, sir. I think for Leo, it's just like, we be having an idea, and then we just be like, why the hell can't you seem to understand yeah. the idea? But the vision is only in our heads. Right. Because like, I definitely have a bossy uh, personality, like, for since I was younger, but you know, I try to work on well, it where I can. It? And I think that's why being a teacher is my calling because yeah. that is my domain. Domain to yes. sit down, like the lion, the lion turn to page 35. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can. My say. kids are like, Miss Hart, you just get a joy out of telling us what to do. I, say, I do. <laughs> See, I don't get a joy of telling people what to do. I, I, I do with my kids. I want other people to tell other people what to do so that when I get there, it's already, it's already done. done. <laughs> like, I tell you. That's how but again, uh, that's a little, a little bit, bit of a of, narcissistic yeah. trait. You know, right. like, can be an unhealthy. Right. You if know, you don't balance if it. If you don't balance it with your your own hard work. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, I, I agree. Everybody does need a healthy dose of narcissism. Yeah. Like, I need to be able to say, I appreciate that. Thank you. Right, get out my face. But I know. you know what I'm saying. Right, but like everybody need that. A little walk, dose. Just then you around. people just walk all over you, and you wouldn't even you. have the courage to put out certain things. No, like be yeah, creative or no, no. I would apply never, to that. Job. I keep caring about what people think or what they're gonna like. You'll never put out music that you actually mm. care, care about. about. That's people, very true. People, you just gotta be like, I'm the shit. Of course, 
let me have a level of being humble, mm-hmm. right? But I am the shit, and yeah. I know that I have something to bring to the table. And you know all, I mean? and that's why I think it's so important to always be in a constant state of feeling like you can learn, right? Because oh, I can yes, be the shit, be but also not know everything. Mm-hmm. I'm the shit teachable. with the things I know, right? But mm-hmm. teach me something, mm-hmm. yeah. Show me something that I don't know, so I can then work on becoming the shit at that too, and go on to the next thing. And then yeah. when people say like, "Can you do this?" and I know how to do it already, I can adequately say, "Yes, right. Here's how you do it." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And being teachable is so important, yes. Because people appreciate you more when yes. they feel like you know what you've listened. You've been gracious and you didn't make us think about or take it a certain type of way. Because, right. you know, even like when I first started my job, I was constantly being critiqued mm-hmm. by like the assistant principal and principal and t- other older teachers coming in my room like, oh, you need to do this. You can change that. And instead of me feeling like, damn, I'm a sucky ass teacher. I said, yeah. okay, okay, I'm going to do that Let skill you just told me. Yeah. And then and in the end of the day, when I have my end of your end of your review, like, yo, Miss Hart, like, you really took the, the notes, the notes, and you mm-hmm. really, we see you apply that, and, and you didn't complain say, about like, it, right, picking what you're going to care about what people say, if somebody's right. constructively saying, hey, Miss Hart, I think your lesson plan is a little yeah. bit more disorganized than it could be, right, you know what I'm saying, that, could, to some people, cancers, <clears throat> can feel like, ah! first of all, why you coming at my lesson plan, yeah, it's <laughs> coming, but no, I but believe, Leo's too, yeah, I could be like, excuse me, that's true, because my brother's a cancer, and he is so damn sensitive I'm like first of all first of all we're not sensitive we're passionate about the things we do and we like tell them when he's passionate to replace everything because it's true <laughs> I'm not frustrated I'm passionate no girl you frustrated what's going on but, but and then yeah. you don't have to be one emotion right. I yeah, be frustrated true. because I'm passionate exactly. because I don't know actually what I'm doing exactly. ah! and emotions are not have, don't have to be like That's true. I can be Thank upset you. Because I love you so much that exactly. I'm afraid to lose. You know what I'm saying? Upset, exactly. afraid, alone. Right. Like it could be. I'm all. upset because I want this shit to work. Right. Like I want us to. Because I care. Right. Yeah, I care so much that I'm mad at you right now for not Thank taking you. the trash out. But it's really ain't the trash that's the problem. It's the fact that you left me here last night, and I really just wanted to sleep. Thank with you. you. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that could be the whole like. But see, I feel like me as a cancer and being passionate, <laughs> it allows me to be teachable because yeah. I'm like, all right, listen. I can't get it. What is it I need to do to get me to that point? Right. And right. puts that energy into me wanting more and right. wanting to do better. Right. So, shout out to my kids. And I also <laughs> think being teachable, too, is another thing where you right. have to have that active listening skill. You have to have that discernment yeah. of saying, like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know if I like the way you do it. Right. Thank you for thank you for you know teaching me something, but right. I don't know if that's going to work for and me. And that is a good point. And that you know because you can learn a lot from people. But let me take him. I, I could take some things that you know. But, but it's so important to, to know too that not everybody has all of the answers. Like right. just because somebody's teaching you something doesn't even necessarily mean that their answer is right. Right. I'm like the type of person where I might look at another artist's release strategy for a single mm-hmm. and like right. i can learn from the steps but their release strat how do i know that that artist's release strategy is even correct right. you know what i'm saying just because it worked for them and their audience doesn't mean it's gonna work for me i can learn the timing i can right. learn what, i can take what they did and try to implement it somehow for me but like beyonce can drop an album and midnight at midnight and at yeah. two in the morning it's number one in 60 Already. 70 countries that doesn't work for right. a new artist. Right. So I can I can yeah, take from all the years I can done, take yeah. from the fact that you know what Beyonce uses the element of surprise and right. I can implement it into it my plan. Old. But well, I you still have to reach you a level still have of... to reach a level of active listening where you say how can I make this work for right. me? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Even with the teacher thing, like some teachers like to do classwork and just give people papers and just sit there and right. do their stuff and let the kids do the classwork and that's how they learn. Some teachers are heavier on homework. You have to figure out like, you know What's what? your method? I like this. I feel like this. my students learn best with me this way. Thank that you for so teaching true. me that. That's in my toolbox. Right, right. Next. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I've had some things and I'm like, oh, that sounds a bit kiddie-ish. We're teaching ninth grade right now. <laughs> Not eight. So I'm going to take some yeah, of those. Can, we can play the clap game. Like, no. No. They're 17. Right. They're not going <laughs> right. to yes. I want to show them this. a video. Like me, you know I love I mean? movies. Like whenever we're reading a book, if I can find a movie that goes with the book, we are watching We are it. watching the movie. Right. And we are know, watching and you it. you know how incredible it is as a 19, as a 19, as a 17 year old in high school with right. every other class, you hate going to school anyway and your teacher be like, go home and watch this movie. You be like, I'm going to take an ass. Right. Yes, you be like, thank you. And like, if that right. book don't got a movie, Miss Hart is finding a movie that's similar, similar right. to the book. Like, or I can even find you the Spark Note short film 
that's a, another student yeah. who had a great understanding of the book right. that made that might help you in your yeah. because not everybody even learns the same like I always Visual have learners. been I have been uh, I am a project based learner mm. I'm not like homework doesn't work for me really because right. I feel like once I learn it I don't want to go home and do it over and over again because I know it already give me the test right you know what I'm saying right. I don't want to do classwork because I came for you to teach me something new today right. mm -hmm. like I learned this yesterday at the end of the week give me the test right. but I love Okay, Brett, here's a complex problem. You have three weeks to put together a PowerPoint about how that's going to work. Right. I mean, everybody don't work like that. Right. But I like to do my own research. Mm -hmm. I like to draw my own conclusions, especially when I'm interested in the topic. Right. Like, I like to figure it out and coalesce it and then present it and teach it. Mm -hmm. Because for me, that helps me to know it better. But some people yeah, don't. I like to have discussions in class. Oh, I yes. like it's to just seminar. sit there and copy notes off of the... The, the screen, I like for the teacher to say, okay, let's talk about African-American history. What y'all think about Emmett Till? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then bounce, you know what I'm saying? Hear what everybody has to say. Yeah. But again, even Everybody's that different out here. Everybody's different. So, I think that's... I think schools should like, you should have an evaluation before you go. Mm. About like, like the, visual, the visual learners go in one segment. The auditory learners go in one segment. The project-based learners go in one okay, segment. Okay, we got Administrator Brett over here, y'all. <laughs> School District of Philadelphia. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think everybody should learn the best way they do. I also think we should have therapy in schools. Okay. Yes. Why, why is it that I can use the Pythagorean theorem to... <gasps> to find the hypotenuse of a right triangle, but I can't communicate my feelings effectively right. Right. in a social situation. Damn. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Like, that don't make no sense to me. And we were just talking about mental I don't know how to use, episode. I feel, in a statement, right. but like, give me a quadratic. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. I got you. Like, Yeah. And I was talking to somebody else like about this when it comes to school. I feel like parents, you definitely have to teach your kids to a certain extent. So that way they are able to go to school and interact with other people on an emotional level. Yeah. Like, yes, I do agree therapy should be in school and yeah. they should have access to it. But I think parents definitely need to put that extra step in. Put the extra step, I agree. Speaking but you also it. have to realize there's a lot of parents, parents don't who don't resources. even have resources. the resources mm -hmm. or even the mental capabilities themselves. Because I have a lot of parents of students who are just lost in the sauce <laughs> right. more than their damn kids. Yeah. But I think, you know, as what I mean? a parent, you just have to take that extra step. Like, yeah. and I think teachers or principals should definitely not. There's a way to do it without overstepping boundaries, but yeah. definitely bring it to their attention. Yeah. Like, definitely think. But I just say, like, thing. imagine if from the moment you leave kindergarten, you have somebody unbiased right. that cannot tell anybody anything yeah. by law that you are. And let's be honest. That they can yeah. help you do. Imagine how many of the bullies would have somewhere to talk. Somebody right. to talk to an outlet. Have right. somebody to say, you know what? Say three nice things to somebody this right. week and see what happens when I see you next week. You know what I'm saying? Just have somebody to say, you know what? You're holding a lot in internally. Draw this picture. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or somebody to even kids spend the majority with, of their time at school. Right. So. Have a meeting with have a meeting with your teachers and talk about you know, this person, uh, not even being able to say, like, this is what this person is going through, mm -hmm. but saying, I've noticed this about John. Right. Maybe you should approach John this way when you're Teaching. reprimanding him. Right. When you are, when he gets in trouble, you should speak to him like this because of things I know that I can't tell you. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Or maybe That's with Jennifer, true. push her a little bit more. I think it would help her to come out of her right. shell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that makes a big difference. It makes a big certain difference. certain kids, I don't talk to in certain ways because I already know how they are. How, how they, they are, are yeah. or... Like certain kids need to be able to pick their own seat, right? So. And that's because you're a good teacher. Because some teachers really don't care. No, right. I do because right. I don't want the friction, and I do want you to do well. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't do well if you're not comfortable. You know what I mean? And yeah, you're going through X, Y, and Z at home or whatever the case is. So, and for me, I'm a talk. I like to <laughs> pick me, pick me, pick me. Okay, so when I was looking at it, I like to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I like yeah. to pick me. Like, yeah. but there are some kids that don't like to be picked, but oh, know yeah. it just I try as not well. To do that too, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Sometimes I gotta like. And say sometimes it. we don't have a lesson. I'm like, all right, y'all, today we can talk about, you what? know, yeah. like the other day in class, the kids really, I guess, were having an emotional day and they wanted to talk about their dads. And a lot of the kids were just, we spent a whole literature period just talking about how our dads are not in our lives. Which, why isn't literature also right. communication? Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, 
Yeah, and the kids, like, they had a whole period. They just was pouring their little hearts out. Aww. It's beautiful. About, and it brings yeah. them closer together. And they didn't know it's that like, about me, know, right? I didn't like her that much until today. Because right. she's talking about, you know what I'm saying? And, and then they, it shows them, like, your teacher is a real person, too. Because I said, my dad, I don't know where that nigga is. Yeah, okay. And they was like, oh, really? What's mm-hmm. Your dad? I thought all teachers had dads and right. moms. Wow. Nope. You'd be surprised how they think. Like, right. Yeah. They really don't. Oh, they right. think because you have a degree or you are a teacher that you can't possibly have any fucked up shit right. ever. Have but you're also 20. 23, That's true. 23, you know what I'm That's saying? True. So, like, some te- some students don't even realize, like, wait a minute, I'm not that much further away from right. you in my own personal development. Mm-hmm. I can teach you literature because I went to school for it. Right. But when it comes to, like, relationships, Miss Hart ha- is the same exact way that some of y'all 17, 18-year-olds yeah, did. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. or even it's so funny to, like, I, <laughs> I posted a picture of Ari when we was at Drake night. And like, all my students saw that. Just to see the students being like, oh my God, Miss Hart. First of all, when I came to school, the kids were like, Miss Hart, you did not tell us your new break, break. I said, I didn't know y'all watched the show. But also, like, it was so many comments like, oh my God, Miss Hart is at Drake night. What? Yes, I'm like, Miss Hart is only a couple years older than 21. Like, we still chilling, like, you know what I'm saying? First of all, they can't even get into Drake night. What are they talking about? Well, they hear me and the other black teachers talk about Drake night all the time. Yeah. So, so that. Oops, like, 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 oh, water teachers is lit. Yes, I just told I was like, Miss Hart going to train karaoke. Too. <laughs> Shout out to Linfield. What's up, y'all? Linfest. He said Linfield. <laughs> Cut that part out. Shout out to Linfest. What's up, y'all? Oh, they really like. They really you. loved when he came. Oh, oh my god, yeah. that turnout was nice. I love them. Yeah, I love them. I hope everybody that I said is being good is still being good. They are, and they can't wait for you. She show to come out. Okay. They've been asking now, me about they it. Come back. I know they were asking me. That. I said I'll talk to him. Tell them if we double the crowd, I'll come back. All right, I'm gonna <laughs> double, double the crowd. Double the crowd. Because I think there's more people that watch it now. Yeah. At the school, and I've been telling a couple people. They were like, "Oh, I watched the show. It was nice." Well, we're gonna take it to my segment. Oh of yes. Say what? Say what? Say what? <laughs> This is Say What, where I basically say quotes and sayings pertaining to the topic of discussion, so let's get into it. Patience is not simply the ability to wait. It's how we behave while we're waiting. Joyce Meyer. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, put the time and effort to your dreams or your goals. And don't get frustrated when they're not going the way you've planned. You know... Patience is a key virtue, and just because things aren't happening the way you want them to go or the the way they should be doesn't mean it's the end, you know? Things happen when they're ready to happen, but that doesn't mean just wait. Just sit around and wait for it to happen. You have to put in the work. You have to do something each day, little by little, to work towards your goals so that way when it's your time, you can see the outcome, the work that you put into so that way you can be where you want to be. Life is hard. It is hard. But, you know, things happen for a reason. So when you want something and when you manifest on it and when you put the work, time, and effort into it, it'll come to you, you know, in due time. And I know sometimes as human beings, Means we want things to happen as quickly as possible because I know I'm the same way but you know patience is a virtue pray on it work on it and it'll happen all right so I'm Dorian Black and this is Say What all right so this is our last segment and it's our wild card segment and this week we're doing confessions <laughs> We had you, so we wanted to, you know, get some. My juicy confessions stuff. aren't that bad. All right, so go first then. Okay. No, you go first because then I know the level. Of no, how. you could go as wild as you I want. This is the Brett Gray show. That's what I'm saying. If y'all go wild, then I'll go wild. But I wasn't going to start off wild. I was going to go a confession <laughs> that's easy. I go first. Okay. Um, my confession is when I was like 13, 12, Brett had this super wild house party. And that was the best party I've been to in my life. I haven't been to another party that was that lit. Like, I came in fresh, crazy hair, my new outfit on. I really should throw more bangers. Like, you really should. Like, you ain't throw no banger in this place. Why not? Okay. Every kid that I, I know this too. that grew up He's still talks about that party. For real. Yes. For real. That party was epic. I lost everything that night. <laughs> um, that was my first fight. My first... 
heartbreak, everything. Oh, damn. What it was like a, emotions. It was a, a lot of emotions. Shakespeare it was like, play. I gave everybody the time of their life and everything crumbled beneath me. <laughs> okay, Hamlet. Uh, for real. Um, okay. Go Ari. ahead. My confession is, okay, okay oh. I guess that wasn't too crazy, right? That wasn't even no damn confession, I first of all. I am obsessed with satisfying videos on Instagram. Oh, shit. I watch them all day. They arouse me. They do? Like, yeah, when I get a wet one mm. or like something like that. Oh, he does like that oh weird shit. Oh, my God. Like, when, like, it's this one where like they have a candle and a press and they press, they press the candle it. and the candles come through little Yeah, holes, them satisfying videos. And they go, Oh, it just, Ooh. I know, it just does something to me, and I can sit there and watch them all day, and Do it just makes me want to just, <laughs> I don't know what it is about them. Do you know the little things where the people be like, oh, the ash, <laughs> that ASMR, like, I can just literally put my headphones in on the plane and just, like the whole you are crazy. You over here have an orgasm. Yeah, it's not like that, but it just something. It just tingles in different spots on my body. And I, like I remember it. you saying that weird shit. Uh, <laughs> now that was a real confession. What's up? So what about certain stuff like it was. when people scratch the? No, I hate that. Anything dry. That's making my teeth hurt. Me. I don't even like when people crunch. The box. <clears throat> like when people crunch. when they cut. Oh, you mm. wouldn't scratch the plate? No, then no, it's no, no, mm. no, no, But I'm if somebody, away. like, squeezes a sponge, ooh, and it's like a soapy sponge, it's like, oh, I really <laughs> like that. I do. I really do. Your turn. So um, freak. I guess my confession <laughs> is, it's nothing really deep, but I can just watch and eat the same thing over and over again. Like, I'm a very fixed person, like. That was corny. Change that. <laughs> like. What do you want? <laughs> I can watch it, eat the same thing. It's not a confession. You talk about satisfying videos. Okay, but that's something that could be considered embarrassing. You talking about I can watch how to get a Mary murder in Chinese food every day. That's okay. not a confession. Mm. Let me see. Junkie. <laughs> that you are. Um, okay, one time, me and my old friend, this boy that I was messing with, <laughs> things didn't end well, and my friend, she slashed his tires. Okay, that's a confession. And I was so fucking scared out of my mind. <laughs> Like we went to his car and she's like poking a hole. I'm like, it's enough, it's enough. She's like, no, he broke your heart. Like she was more upset than I was, and I was so scared because yeah. I, I, I was watching like videos about how they can like track newer cars now. Because at this time, like I have a more up to date car. Right. I'm like, they can track my shit. He, he's like this was just crazy. She did this to me. He low key deserved it. We only got one tire though. But that friend, yo, she'd be ready yeah, to go. Yeah, friends like that. You do, because I was scared. Like, I was all for like, let's go, let's go. And when we got there, I was like, I don't think we did. She said, no, bitch, we drove here. We doing this shit. I hated my, like, one of my best friends, ex girlfriends. I hated her. I honestly promise y'all, like, she was like <coughs> evil. Like, mm -hmm. e like, I don't say that word loosely. Evil. Like, and I really wanted to like do something boop, boop. horrible. Like I really wanted to like your friends be hating. I want to do like, dirty more than you. So do. I told him. I said I want to get like a chicken, like a, a raw chicken, like a raw chicken, like from the store, uh -huh. like a Tyson chicken, and like put it on her doorstep and write her name on a piece of paper and stab a knife Why? through the chicken. And I just leave it on her doorstep because I just wanted to do something stupid and mean and scary because she's stupid and mean and scary. Yes, and like I wanted her to open the door and be like, oh yeah, what's going on? And like what type of threat? Like I, I just wanted to do it every day. When you don't like someone, threat. give revenge ideas. I just wanted to wall. do. I just wanted to do something crazy to her that wasn't harming her, but just like really just messed with her mentally because she was that type of person. Like I wanted to like you need to do something to fuck with her in a bag and light it on fire, and then when she stomped it out, like she stepped in and poop. Like That's I want that movie, Disturbia. Yes, like I just wanted to just really just make her feel like a prisoner in her own home. I don't think I've ever done that to anybody. You should. It helps. One time, tell you gotta do something crazy. Say no. <laughs> and we'll go with you. Then I will go. I'm with it. Be on the news. I'm with it. We can do the toilet. But first of all. I helped my friend. One time her boyfriend cheated on her. I helped my... Oh, this is another... Why am I the only one confessing? I helped her. We saran wrapped... I've done too many his, things that I just cannot let... We saran wrapped his whole car. That's funny as shit. We literally went in the middle of the night with like six things in saran wrapped. And she held the roll and I ran around the car. You know, when my stepdad... Like six, like six times. We went over top of the car and slid it under and <gasps> over top of the car and slid it under. He couldn't like open his door. like. But you know, my mom, funny. she used to put sugar in my stepdad's like tank. 
when she when he used to do shit. Oh, Cause he used to have a car. You know now newer cars you have to open the tank from the inside. Yeah. But back the car he had, yeah. you could do it from the out. Yeah. And she'd be right outside putting candy bars and sugar. I said, could that blow up? No, it just stops your car from. It doesn't work anymore. Like, oh, and once yeah. you put sugar in your tank, you can't get it fixed. Oh, like, it's, hell. it's a dumb button. Yeah. And then he's like, "Yo, Gene, this is the third motherfucking car." <laughs> well, nigga, the stop third car. <laughs> stop cheating. Right. The stop third car. Fucking. My mom was crazy. No, but sometimes you have to do things to let people know, like you're not gonna get away with this. But I can't. I'm not gonna hurt you. But I'm gonna hurt you in a different way. Well, I'm gonna like, do you're something not gonna get to something that's important to you. You're not gonna do. You're not gonna get right. work. Like, girl, every time you open your front door to step out and get in your Uber, you're going to see a dead chicken with your name stabbed to it. Like, oh, my God. That would mess with you. If you woke up and came outside and saw that, you would be like, I would be that? scared. What? That's a scene from Thin Line Between <laughs> Love and Hate. Yes. You would be like, what? Three days in a row, you would be like, yo, do I need to call somebody? Right. I think I would just mail her empty boxes. Like, <laughs> do the chicken one day, and then an empty box. She'd be so scared to open the box. She'd think it's a bomb in the box. Like, just so scared. Like, That's true. <laughs> just like really, time. just make. But me isn't feel it? Can you get in trouble for that? That's like Why? a terrorist. How can you prove that? that I really did it? Right. You got a camera? Well, you telling them right now. So. Any boxes y'all get? That's empty. This is still hearsay. You don't know what I've actually done. Okay. I think the only time I did something crazy is when I was in high school, and this girl she couldn't get along with none of my friends, so I found this raggedy ass piece of weed <laughs> and I gave it to my friend and they threw it all throughout the school and it was like she got raggedy hair her hair falling out <laughs> that was like the only crazy that's thing that's not even really her cause I she didn't do the throwing of the weed I didn't like this I had school. to bring it into school we fell like, outside no I boarded from my house um, I didn't like this kid at school he just really got on my nerves but I couldn't beat him so like everyday I put like <laughs> syrup on his locker like his Right, like Vaseline on his locker, mm-hmm. so it would slip. He could open his locker, like everything. That's but like sometimes you can't. Right. Well, Brad, did you enjoy yourself on our show I today? I sure did. We had a nice, full conversation. I feel like we got through every topic. You know, it's a lot. Right. I feel good. Have me back. We will. Okay. 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 We'll right. have you back when um after on my blog. Okay. After yeah. we watch it. <laughs> Done. Yeah, so, we'll do the reaction. Okay. Yes, guys. So, of course, don't forget to tune in to tune in on my block March 29th. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Central Park 5, May 31st. Mm-hmm. Secret Life of Bees running at the Atlantic Theater from. In New York, right? In New York from uh, the beginning of May until whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, that ends. When does that end? Uh, and that's it. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yes, you booked them busy. I'm I can't busy, wait to see and, all of them. Yes, and guys, don't forget to follow me and Dorian on all of our social media. Yes. Follow so, me too. Yeah, and follow Brett at I am Brett Gray. At I am B R E T T G R A Y. Right. right. So join in on the conversation. Good. See ya. Bye.